This is our government. This is our government. This is where we live. Three parts of government: executive, judicial, legislative. This episode of All Things Judicial focuses on the civics education outreach of the North Carolina Judicial Branch. All interviews were recorded in 2019. So today I'm headed from Raleigh to Greensboro to the Cory Convention Center where I will be a vendor at the North Carolina Council for Social Studies. The judicial branch is a vendor every year where we distribute our civics education materials and also promote our judicial branch speakers bureau. At this year's conference, Justices Paul Newby and Sam Irvin will be talking about the North Carolina court system and the civics education approach that the judicial branch takes. And then I hope to get some interviews with social studies teachers to find out more about their jobs and how the judicial branch can uh, help them in their efforts. All rise. All rise. The Honorable Chief Justice and, and Associate, Associate Justices of the Supreme Court. Yes, oh yes, oh yes. The Supreme Court of North All Carolina. All of has our citizens across the state depend upon us to uphold and protect both the spirit and the letter of the law, and to always apply the law fairly and impartially to every litigant who comes before this court. God save the state and this honorable court. Welcome to All Things Judicial, a podcast of the North Carolina Judicial Branch. I'm Camden Ressler with the Communications Office, and in this episode, we're discussing civics education in North Carolina. I'm joined by Chris Mears, who helps facilitate our civics education outreach and the Judicial Branch Speakers Bureau. Chris, welcome to All Things Judicial. Hi, Camden. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about the Judicial Branch Speakers Bureau and our civics education outreach. The North Carolina Judicial Branch takes its role as the third branch and co-equal branch of government very seriously. And we are trying to educate really all North Carolinians about the court system, um, what we do every day, the separation of powers between the branches, and in just in general, the rule of law. And in order to do that, to meet those goals, we have speakers that are available and really a ton of resources on our website at nccourts.gov backslash learn. Folks can go there, they can download and use these resources in classrooms, uh, maybe for civic groups or, you know, perhaps in faith-based organizations as well. And these are resources like handouts, videos, quizzes, and of course we provide speakers too. And all of this is free of charge and our speakers are ready to address any sort of legal topics or about the role of government um, really in our state. Teachers are facing challenges now more than ever with the effects of the pandemic. And one of the advantages of the Speakers Bureau is that students can hear directly from North Carolina judges and justices. Can you tell us a little bit more about the benefits of the Speakers Bureau? Sure. So before the pandemic started, and gosh, that seems so long ago, but the judicial branch would attend the North Carolina Conference of Social Studies as a vendor. And there we would offer resources to social studies teachers to use in their classrooms. 
When I was there in 2019, I had a chance to interview teachers about the challenges they faced and how the judicial branch could help with civics education. So I'm walking into the Cory Convention Center, uh, cold, overcast day, forecast is for snow. Um, have the opportunity to attend as a vendor the North Carolina Council for Social Studies. I'm with the North Carolina Judicial Branch, and we have a civics education program where we produce materials and we also send speakers out to If you could introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Katherine Sonnen. I teach civics and economics honors at Sandhoke Early College. What do you think is the current level of civics education and understanding of government in society today? In society as a whole, I think it's very limited, honestly. Because um, I know like my students are very special because we're in a higher learning uh, environment. Um, and a lot of my students do like congressional debates already for speech and debates, so they're different. But like if we talk to like their parents or people around us, they have no idea how voting actually works. They have no idea what gerrymandering really is or anything like that. And it kind of just like breaks your heart a little bit knowing like okay you guys are going out there and voting for us but at the same time you don't really know what you're doing so I actually use a lot of different types of strategies and tools um, so I used a, a rap video recently that the students really latched onto because they talked about um, the presidential election but it does it also talks about how done two years after the election no one ever goes and votes for Congress. The judicial branch is made up of all courts the highest court is the Supreme Court it's on Congress to decide how many justices there should be now it's nine the president chooses who will be the chief justices and the Senate approves it once appointed Justice. Um, so I like to use music. I really, we use a lot of primary sources. We use the interactive constitution online so they can like dig into it and break it apart and stuff like that. So. And if you could introduce yourself. Yes, uh, my name is Ryan Ridpath. I am currently the, the social studies teacher at the Halawasaponi Tribal School for uh, 9 through 12. Well, in terms of civics education, a lot of my students are very, uh, a lot of them come from very liberal backgrounds, but a lot of them don't really know how to express if they have liberal ideas. Um, so a lot of them come from uh, homes where uh, their parents are mindful of politics, but maybe not, they don't know the, uh, you know, kind of inner workings of how politics works. How does, how does voting work? How does the electoral college work? And so for a lot of my students, it's kind of starting over when we teach uh, civics education. A teacher named Rodney Pierce shared that a huge benefit of the Speakers Bureau program was that it provided a role model to his students. All right, if you would introduce yourself, please. Yes, sir. My name is Rodney Pierce. I am a seventh grade social studies and ninth grade world history teacher at Red Oak Middle School in Nash Rocky Mountain Public Schools. The Judicial Branch has a civics education effort and a Speakers Bureau. Yes, sir. Um, what, what role do you think we could play in, in helping to um, increase the level of civics education in North Carolina? I think that could play a great role. Uh, just in 2018, uh, Justice Michael Morgan came to my middle school when I was working at Wilmore Davy Middle School and spoke to my students about the importance of sacrifice and hard work. It wasn't necessarily about civic education, but I have a predominantly African-American male student body. So to see the only African-American male justice on the highest court in the state of North Carolina definitely resonated with my young men, definitely impacted them in a positive way. 
So he mentioned Associate Justice Morgan visited his school as part of the Speakers Bureau program. How involved are Supreme Court justices in civics education? You know, they're not just involved, but they take the lead in our civics education efforts. Um, Chief Justice Paul Newby has a real heart for civics education, and he meets with classrooms in person and through video conferencing now to teach kids about the Constitution and the role of the judicial branch. I caught up with Chief Justice Newby at that social studies conference in 2019, back when his title was Senior Associate Justice Newby. And I interviewed him and Associate Justice Sam Irvin. Here's what they had to say. I'm Paul Newby. I'm the Senior Associate Justice. Our state constitution reminds us that a frequent recurrence to fundamental principles is absolutely necessary to preserve the blessings of liberty. Uh, How is this woven into the curriculum when there are so many other challenges as well? And how do we present it in such a manner that students are interested? that they are inspired to dig deeper into the political experiment that America represented in 1776 and playing that forward, how we have achieved or failed to achieve the goals. Well, I hope to inspire students, uh, as I said, to dig deeper, to uh, see that the American experiment is played forward one generation at a time, that it will be up to them to look at who we are as a people and uh, make the determination to shape us either more along the lines of our founders who said we hold these truths to be self-evident that all are created equal and endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, government is instituted among people to protect these fundamental rights and freedoms. Is that an ideal that needs to be passed from generation to generation? And if so, how do we do that? Uh, I'm Sam Irvin IV. I'm an associate justice of the Supreme Court of North Carolina. Well, I don't know how, I don't know if the students would say this, but at least for when the when I go out and speak with classes and meet with students and teachers, it's one of the most enjoyable things I do in any given year. And so I try to spend as much time as I can doing that, particularly in the areas in which we are getting ready to go whole court. I try to make myself available to go speak to classes in, in, in schools that are in the areas where these sessions of court are going to be held. And I've seen some really interesting things done by teachers as part of that process. Some of them have studied some of the cases they're going to hear, uh, which gives them a sense that all this high, more high-flown kind of stuff they tend to get out of textbooks really has practical application in, in the so-called real world. Again, speaking more broadly, I'm in constantly impressed by the dedication of the teachers that teach these classes that take the opportunity that, that we try to make available to have members of the court come out and speak to their classes, how enthusiastic they are about having that kind of process. And I'm also encouraged by the level of interest that is exhibited by many students as, as, as we go around. They ask intelligent questions, they follow up on them, they seem interested. Uh, you know, when people are school age, hopefully that's when their idealism will really develop, and and hopefully this will contribute to a degree of interest in government that will help us deal with the problems that we will have in the governmental agencies and governmental institutions of the country going forward. What are the takeaways you want people to remember about the Judicial Branch Civics Education Program and Speakers Bureau? You know, that it is first and foremost a free resource, and anyone can access it. Um, It's targeted to students, their teachers, civic groups, uh, faith-based organizations as well. 
the judicial branch has made a commitment to help provide really every North Carolinian with a sound understanding of our court system and our system of government. To access these resources and information, um, like handouts, quizzes, videos, as well as to request a speaker, just visit nccourts.gov backslash learn. Chris, thanks for joining me today to discuss civics education and the Speakers Bureau. You're more than welcome. Thanks for having me today. So, like, knowing that I have students that are just as jazzed about politics as, like, an adult is at, like, 15, 16 years old, it's kind of like, all right, I have a little bit of hope for our future now. (laughs) And, you know, I primarily teach Native American students, and so when they learn the history, they get angry. And I think that's the best way we can actually make measurable change is if we're angry about something, we can go out and want to change it. So I have students that want to go into law enforcement or students that want to go into uh, some sort of politi- uh, politicking role and uh, working in you know government, that sort of thing. And so giving a voice to people that really haven't had a voice for a, a long time. And I think when you put the, uh, the mechanism of democracy, the mechanism of governmental affairs into the hands of people who are angry and voiceless, you're really going to have to find something powerful. Thanks for listening to All Things Judicial, a podcast of the North Carolina Judicial Branch. I'd like to thank our guests and everyone who helped make this podcast possible. If you liked the podcast, please recommend it to a friend and give a five-star rating or review. I'm Camden Ressler with the Judicial Branch Communications Office, and I'm reminding you to keep all things judicial. Thanks for listening. This is our government. This is our government. This is where we live. Three parts of government, executive, judicial, legislative.